Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Hi, guys. First, let me say this. All names in this story have been changed. You'll understand why very soon. I don't want to go back to that time in my life and relive what happened. So, George and I met at a party. We were sitting next to each other on a couch, but we were both on our phones. I laughed at something I saw on TikTok. When I looked up, we locked eyes. He was looking at me, smiling. It's been at least three years since I laughed like this, he said. We talked through the whole party. Later that night, we spoke on the phone. We met again the following day. We went to a Chinese restaurant for dinner and decided to start dating. There were reasons why it all went so quickly. We were both upset with our families for not paying attention to us. We were both lonely. We both got depressed often. We both wanted to pack our stuff and leave. And neither of us had been in a relationship in a long time. We quickly filled each other's lives. We were either spending time together, talking on the phone, or texting each other. If George didn't hear from me for 10 minutes, he'd text Carrot. As you can guess, he called me that because of my hair. It wasn't very creative, and at first I thought it was cute. But after seeing the same message dozens of times a day, I started hating it. He wanted to know what I was doing at any given moment. Soon, I found out why he was acting that way. One day after school, my mom and I went to the hair salon. I was having a great time and forgot to check my phone. I had it on silent mode, so I didn't hear that he was calling and texting me. He started crying when I called him. Apparently, he was really worried. He knew that I was at the salon, but he kept asking me where I was. I told him, but he didn't believe me. He demanded more and more details to prove that I wasn't lying. This went on for the whole night. I got bored and stopped giving straight answers. He got even more angry and hung up on me. At 4 in the morning, I heard my phone ring. I thought I was dreaming. Nope, it was real. George wanted to FaceTime me. I got worried and answered right away. He was so drunk. I could only understand half of what he was saying. He was cursing terribly. He thought that I was cheating on him and that I was doing it just to hurt him. In fact, he said that was the only reason that I was with him. I was feeding off his unhappiness, and I knew that the quickest way to make him unhappy was by cheating on him. I was so shocked that I couldn't say anything. He hung up on me again. I lay down in bed. I must have been dreaming, I said to myself. That thought calmed me down and I fell back asleep. I had a terrible headache when I woke up. I looked at my phone to check the incoming calls. Yes, George had FaceTimed me. I checked the time and the length of the call and realized it hadn't been a dream. We had just started dating. I wasn't in love with him or anything. We were just two teenagers flirting. I decided to end it. In fact, the relationship had ended by itself last night. I was walking to school and thinking of all this when all of a sudden I saw George. He said he wanted to talk to me for five minutes and that he could explain everything. I reluctantly sat down on a bench with him. It wasn't me who called you last night, he said. I mockingly asked, who was it then, your twin brother? 
no, I don't have a twin. Physically, it was me, but it was my other personality, he said. I looked at him. He seemed pretty serious. You mean like in that movie Split? Yes, he said. But in that film, the guy had 24 personalities. I just have two. The second one comes out only when I'm really stressed out or sad. I wasn't sure whether to believe him or not. I anxiously asked, well, are you getting treated for it? No, because he never communicated with anyone in the outside world before. He has a diary. He writes down his experiences whenever he takes over. I learned about what he did to you in the morning from the diary, he said. I didn't know George too well, but it didn't look like he was lying. I stood up and said, I'm really shaken. Give me a few days to think. Anyways, I'm late for school. He stood up as well. He began talking in a low voice as if to ensure the other George wouldn't hear us. Please don't say stuff like this. I'm not a dangerous person, but I can't control him. What you said may upset him. That evening, I talked to my mom about all this. She started <laughs> laughing. The stuff you kids fight about is a lot different from when we were your age. We used to watch Hollywood movies. You actually live them. Mom, I think he's telling the truth. Will you talk to my dad about it? I asked. She frowned. Don't bother your dad with such silly stuff. He's working two jobs to take care of us. Do you want to know how much money your brother's dental work cost last month? She said. I don't, I said angrily. Let's hope you won't regret not taking me seriously. I didn't know what to do. I needed to share this with someone and get some advice. I googled multiple personality disorder. I read through a few links and got even more worried. I could try seeing if George's parents could help me, but I hadn't even met them yet. I didn't even know where he lived. He only mentioned the neighborhood in our conversations. Was it a good idea to go to the police? I was sure they wouldn't take me seriously without a crime being committed. George hadn't called since our conversation in the morning. Maybe it was his other personality that called me, but he thought I was cheating. And he had this idea simply because he couldn't reach me for a few hours when I was at the hair salon. So he wasn't normal either. I had a crazy boyfriend and I had no idea how to get rid of him. Next morning, there were 93 messages on my phone. You'd think they were from George, right? Nope. They were all from strangers. I think George went online and posted that I cheated on him and shared my number. These messages were from people who wanted to punish a cheater. I read five or six of them. It was unbelievable how people could judge someone they didn't know and harass them. A few more messages came in before noon, and finally George popped up. He called me as I was going to the store. It wasn't me who gave out your number, it was him. He acts independently of me. I'm scared of him too. He only comes out when I'm really sad. I'm begging you, please don't make me sad. We have to make up or it will be terrible for both of us. I was so upset. I started crying. He kept on talking, but I stopped listening. I just threw my phone onto the road. I watched as a car ran over it. And then another one. I just wanted to get rid of him. And the first step was getting rid of the phone so he couldn't reach me anymore. I was very nervous as I walked back home. He could just appear from behind a corner. But nothing happened. I calmed down when I got to my room. He could no longer call me. And if he came up to me on the street, I'd just scream for help. 
I'd go to the police if I had to. Yes, the right thing to do was to end this relationship once and for all. I was ready to fight for this. Nothing happened the next day, or the day after that, and the day after that. I still felt like something bad was going to happen, but everything seemed to be okay. So I began to relax. I guess my psycho boyfriend was now my psycho ex-boyfriend. On Sunday, I was watching stuff on YouTube when my mom came into my room in a panic. My brother had gone to basketball practice earlier. He was supposed to be back by now. He wasn't answering his phone. My mom called the coach. She was told that he left with everyone else when practice ended. Finn was just nine years old. The basketball court was really close to our house, so he'd walk by himself. As my mom was thinking about what to do, that bad feeling I had resurfaced. Could George have done something crazy? Yes, it was possible. Should I say that to my mom? I finally decided I had to tell her. She panicked even more and called my dad. He left work to come home right away. My mom decided to look for Finn along his route before calling the police. Her phone rang just as she was leaving. It was Finn. She answered anxiously. Finn, where are you? She asked. Her eyes widened. Her shoulders fell. He wants to talk to you, she said. He wants me? Who wants me? I took the phone. Taylor, it's George. I inadvertently said, which George? Taylor, my carrot. There is actually just one George. I know I scared you. I lied to you. I don't have a second personality. I thought you'd take me back if I scared you. I love you so much. Please forgive me. Finn is with me, but he's totally fine. That was the only way I could get you to listen to me. My head was buzzing. Did he kidnap Finn to make up with me? Was he going to hurt him? George, where are you? Let Finn go. He's so young. Okay, I'll meet with you. You can call me from Finn's phone. We'll communicate through it. But Finn has to come home now. He was quiet for a while. He was probably thinking about what to do. Okay, I'll drop Finn off by your house. I have my dad's car with me. Should I pick you up? I really need to talk to you, he said, begging me. I can't meet you in the state that I'm in, but we can meet on Monday. We'll talk as much as you want. Please bring Finn home, I said. Finn was home half an hour later. He said that George approached him on his way back from basketball. He told him that he was my friend and that he could drop him off at home. Finn naively believed him. Thankfully, George was nice to him. The whole thing got resolved before Finn could understand what was happening. My dad went to the police station to file a complaint. What George did was a serious crime with a serious punishment. We later found out that when you kidnap a child, the punishment goes up by 50%. I never saw George again. He didn't call either, but I'm almost sure that one day he'll just approach me on the street. I hope that doesn't happen, but if it does, it won't be good for him because I'm not afraid of him anymore. I just pity him.